Welcome, welcome back to a new conversation with Khani and Parrots. We will be exploring our thoughts on last podcast called Pay to Pray. We received wonderful feedback. The conversation that Parrots had with Rabbi Gershenfeld was really important because it was a conversation where two different ideas were being shared and played with. What I personally found interesting was that Rabbi Gershenfeld used text to support his position, which didn't fit quite for me, was the texts weren't referring to students. Um, The context was for people who depended on a livelihood um, and also were in the field of Torah study. Um, Understandably, I I support Peretz's position because we've been considering both for many years now, and we are more set in the approach we have because we recognize that it's not about, in a certain sense, inviting, perhaps even bribing people to come learn and explore Judaism, but more importantly, it's about developing a healthy relationship towards it, which requires a more developed character. If one wants to have a healthy relationship towards a person, or a place or thing, um, one needs to be a healthy person. And what we're discovering um, in the more recent years, as I guess we get older, as our children get older, as we know people who are living independently and beginning their own lives as independent adults, um, that character is sometimes secondary to Judaism can be overlooked right meaning the way this person plays with both is that you know god um observance of torah and mitzvot is priority and one's character is put aside and that's not a sustainable way of living and that's not actually what's meant to be i'm not saying that this means to dismiss the and, you know, that, that, that phrase of the yoke of Torah or, you know, fearing of God just because, no, one needs to find a way to bring themselves forward and towards this, accepting this kind of relationship. The alternative? The alternative is also exists a lot. That's right. Um, where one's commitment to their own character and their own self supersedes any ability to accept something that is bigger than themselves or an experience that demands a certain responsibility or commitment that they don't quite feel comfortable with. So we see both. And uh, also, it's not just an outside observation, it's an internal one as well. There's different experiences that I have, you know, in Judaism where I have to reach for my Um, for the element that demands a commitment from me, even though I don't want to or connect to it in the same way. And then there's certain experiences where I find that I can bring myself towards it in a a much greater way. And I'm learning to, to play with both of them. But both need to be present in order to play with, as you like to say, to dance with. Um, and so if we are to foster and role model healthy character, then paying someone to do something, um, and we're talking about paying young adults, we're not talking about, uh, you know, bribing and 
uh, rewarding young children to um, develop certain routines or habits. We're talking about young adults, paying them to develop a relationship with Judaism does not sit well at all with us because... Because we have to ask ourselves as educators, uh, as teachers of Judaism, uh, what is our role? And the easy role, I'd say, is to just, quote-unquote, I'd use it, sell them Judaism, get them to buy the product. And if you want somebody to buy a product, you want to get them to taste it, to experience it. And you either give it to them for free or you pay them to try it out with the hope that they will buy into it. But ask yourself as the educator, what, at what cost is that happening? And at what cost is that happening to their character? And it's unquestionable that when you pay somebody to engage in a relationship, that deteriorates the character of the relationship. To use the phrase, it's the oldest profession, when you pay somebody to engage in intimacy. In a certain sense, that is what's happening here as well. And we can't bring ourselves to be doing it. And the issue I, I took with Rabbi Gershonfeld wasn't with Rabbi Gershonfeld. As I mentioned in the podcast, and one person in, in his feedback said that that was made it balanced. That point that I share that also in Chabad, they've taken this method mm-hmm. that he initiated and introduced it into their educational programming on college campus. We take issue with that just the same as we do with Rabbi Gershonfeld. Not with him, with, with the program. Yeah, not with him personally, with the program. And to understand that our role as educators requires us to bring our students, and the students are not just college-age students, it's anybody who learns from us, whether they're 18 to 22 or whether they're 35 to 45, to bring them into the tension that exists between bringing yourself into something bigger than yourself, something greater than yourself, but at the same time bringing your full self into it and being in tune with your personality, your character, your strengths and your weaknesses and not allowing your engagement in Judaism to gloss over it, to blind you of it, to sort of allow you to lose your sight of who you are as a person. Because you're being paid. Because, well, not because you're being, I'm saying when you're engaging in Judaism. Mm. When you're engaging in Judaism in general, mm. you could sometimes be engaged so much in Judaism, you're doing the mitzvot, you're studying the mm. Torah, that you're, whether it's corrosive, whether it's underdeveloped, character is ignored. Mm. Because it's, I'm doing this great, wonderful thing, and God loves me, and I'm being beloved by God. So the fact that my character is underdeveloped, or it's corrosive, or my ability to have relationships with myself and those around me is is weak, is unimportant, because I'm doing the mitzvot. We all know people like that. We all know people like that. And we know, it, 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 it could even be called, you could even perhaps name it Balchuva syndrome. Where people, when they get so deeply engaged in Judaism, they lose sight of their character. And the educator can sometimes get lose, lose sight of that as well, because their goal is to bring them 
to close to Judaism, get them engaged with Judaism. And as long as they're doing that, well, you know, that's wonderful. That's great. I would also say it's not just about Shuva syndrome, but also people who have been engaging in Judaism for their lives. Sometimes when you meet them, you want to know, who are you? Right. Who are you? Where are you? And you have a conversation and it's like... It's just, you know, the kind of the expected phrases are coming out of their mouths the cliches you know, the, cliches. the language that they, they take from the text mm-hmm. remove the the text language and you want to have a conversation and you can't right yeah that, that's what, what's that syndrome called <laughs> that's <laughs> listeners suggested to us yeah but it's it's the, it's the same it's yeah. the same it's the same thing mm-hmm. in a sense you could say that they're almost could you say there is a, like a a danger in what? In when engaging with something so extraordinary, like Judaism, mm-hmm. like Torah, mitzvot, something that is so encompassing, so overwhelming, that you could get lose sight of the person, either of yourself or the people around you, and thereby lose sight of the person that is always going to be there. And the, the underdevelopment or the corrosiveness that is ignored in the present will surface mm-hmm. at a later time to negative consequences. I but would also say the flip side, there's a danger to celebrate the person all the time. How you feel, how, how you, you do. Fe- what do you think? What, what do you want to do? What's your choice? And we lose sight of what needs to happen. What responsibilities do you have right. as a Jew? Um, what, what yoke... Or, or what but, sacrifices yes. do you have to give up mm-hmm. for something greater than yourself? Right. So there, uh, yeah, well, and and, 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 when, and, when you, and if you don't have that, you become so self-absorbed and so isolated that you shrivel up like a raisin in your character. If it's all about the person. It's all about self. And what's needed is a dance. It's your favorite word now. Yes, it's a dance between this, the development of the self and the absorption into something greater and the balance of the tension between the two and not to go to either extreme. Either extreme is comfortable and easy. It's black and white. It's either here or there. To be in the balance of the two, the back and the forth, the yin and the yang. And that's, I think, something that we do in our personal lives. And perhaps that's why we... We try. We try to do in our personal lives. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not always... It's not always fun. It's not always fun. It's there's a certain activity that it demands. The activity that it demands, but there's it, thankfully, creates forward progress, mm-hmm. constant growth and forward progress, and that's something we want to impart on our students. And therefore, we're not willing to go to the extreme of paying them, and we're not willing to go to the extreme of saying, "Oh, it's just about how you feel." We are demanding as well, mm-hmm. sacrifice, commitment giving, giving up. And it's in that dance, in that balance, that a healthy engagement with Judaism occurs. I will say l'chaim to that. Thank you for listening to this episode of A New Conversation with Chani and Peretz. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and give us your thoughts and feedback.